episode of the MHR podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Gemma. Gemma, it's November. We've come to the end of a year. Winter is setting in. And we've spent most of this year talking about doom and gloom and issues that businesses face and we things have, that they can yes. do to combat these issues. We've talked to various guests on lots of different topics. So come on, give me the light at the end of the tunnel of this year. Give me something positive. What are we going to do to turn it around? What are we talking about this month? So this month, um, being the 17th of November, uh, the day of recording, we're going to be talking about the autumn statement. Right, give um, up. No, it's fine. <laughs> Don't bother then. Okay, now come on then. Right, what have we got then? So we're going to talk about the statement that's been re- uh, released today. Today, literally within the last hour, Jeremy Hunt has been stood up um, telling us, the Parliament and the entire country, all about what we have in store over the coming years, really, in a full-blown autumn statement as well. So it's not a mini-budget. It's not kind of an interim fiscal plan. It was a full-blown autumn statement as well. So quite quite meaty. Okay, so I know you've watched it. I've watched it. We've made some notes. But hopefully we have an actual expert who can guide us through what this really means for us today. We do indeed. So today we are joined by Philip Edwards, who is a finance director here at MHR. So Philip, hello. Nice to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you for making me feel so welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. So lots of big news was covered in this budget. Um, I suppose we want to reflect on actually how we got to this point and why this budget has been built the way it was, I suppose. So what were the key takeaways? Uh, Yeah, so I'd say kind of The Chancellor at the beginning of his speech today kind of really set out what he was trying to achieve with this autumn statement. So he's talking about basically wanting to tackle that cost of living crisis that we're all suffering with at the moment and obviously rebuilding our economy with the priorities of stability, growth and public services. And, you know, we're thinking about how did we get here? Mm. Was it, you know, an overnight thing? Was it because of the previous Chancellor's budget, which some people obviously feel quite strongly about or is it you know years and years or months of months of kind of just uncertainty and things that have transpired so obviously there are global factors as well as UK specific factors but Philip what's kind of your takeaway of kind of how we've got to this point really over the last few years or months I think you uh, you need to go back to really where the financial crisis came in at 2008 mm. um, and we haven't as a country um We've been pretty low in terms of productivity terms, and that's never really kept pace with uh, other countries. Mm. Um, Then when you roll in Brexit, there was a shock with that um, in terms of trade and the migration of of workers. Um, Throw in a bit of COVID, which was obviously pretty dire to businesses. Um, People started saving their money. Obviously, they weren't spending much. Um, Now they've got it to spend, so... Mm. Once we were all released, which was obviously nice in one respect, but people have been spending their cash, so prices start to go up. Um, coming into more closer to in this year, um, Ukraine war mm. kicked off. That was obviously uh, nothing, nobody saw that coming, no. but obviously the impact on all the goods and services that we rely on for Ukraine, particularly grain, mm. um, so that's impacted food. Um, and then equally here, we had a bad summer in terms of crops. So there was mm. the, the period where we had no rain and then you would see it endlessly on the news farmers telling us that their crops were yeah. suffering I even forgot forgot about that we had the 40 degree heat wave didn't yeah, we yeah. and yeah, yeah i remember seeing all of that on the news at the time and now just more recently avian flu sort of mm. have come to the fore but avian flu i think if you you 
talked to the farming community, they know that's been there for a long time. So that now has added to like a reduced supply of of eggs and birds. Mm. So you'll see like the the price of the, those products increasing. So you've basically got this combination of factors where we're spending people were, had more free cash um, from COVID, and then restrictions of supply costs started to increase. Mm. So um, along with then the obvious impact of gas pushing up the household bill. Um, I think it is, there have been a combination of, of global events that have impacted um, the UK economy. Yeah. Some of, well, being apolitical, you could say that some of them are self-inflicted, depending on your point of view. Yeah. Others are just beyond your control. So, um, I mean, who knew he was going to walk into Ukraine? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, and who knew it was going to last this long? I feel like I remember back mm. to the beginning of the year when it first happened and people were thinking a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now what are we at? Ten months down the line? Yeah. And yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you were looking at it half full, you could say maybe by the middle after we get out of winter, maybe they'll make the gains and then it will all mm. come reset. But are we really going to go back to buying gas from Russia? Who then knows? I mean, it yeah. may be that that happens. But this, there's a variety of... of um, I suppose large impacts that have then uh, culminated in these uh, the position we're in, mm-hmm. and I mean, if we're honest, I think the mini budget did compound the issue. It was, there was the intent to grow productivity. I think that was uh, again being apolitical that that was the intent, but I think um, it had the reverse effect with the impact on uh, government gilts, mm. um, where the interest rates started to rise. It yeah. then made mortgages more expensive. It costs. Probably, I think the cost of that budget was around, is estimated around 10 to 15 billion pounds. Yeah. Uh, so part of what Jeremy Hunt's announced today is to try and mitigate that damage. Mm. Um, and obviously the impact of the currencies. So the dollar has been strong for quite some time. Mm. Um, it's made expen- uh, the imports more expensive for us. Um, so again, more price pressures. Um, and, but the flip out of that is our exports are cheaper. So it okay. could give us a little bit of an edge. And then it might make the UK more attractive as a holiday destination for people coming in. They'll get more for their money. Whether they want to come here today when it's pouring with rain is probably well, not that's it. That's question. <laughs> that was it. We had, that was it. Phil, Philip, you, you so brilliantly there put some tiny glimmer into hope into that picture there. <laughs> and then it's got rained on. Yeah. Um, but... Well, so it's just typically British, isn't it? There's plenty of lovely walks around that you can do in the rain. There we go. That's all very I needed. True. That's all this I needed. Very true. Um, so on reflection of that, you, you, you briefly mentioned it already then. Uh, the budget has been announced. Um, what what has been raised and do we think it's, uh, do you think it's a, an accurate reflection of the issues we've just we've just talked about and how we should be we ta- tackling them? I mean, what has been put in place to to, to combat this? Well, I think from from briefly looking at what's come out, um, for businesses, the business rates relief, I think that's really important. I think but many businesses were really crying out for that, mm. uh, particularly hospitality, um, where they have the the issues of VAT and rates and the high street. They want to incur, they've got, they make their business by footfall. So they need to be able to ha- know they can sustain their business. Um, that'll help them with the rising costs elsewhere. Um, in terms of um, other areas, we we know that he's now uh, Jeremy Hunt or the OBR has said that we were heading into recession, or if not already, yeah. Bank of England yeah, is expecting. Said we are us, now yeah. Bank recession. of England has said they're expecting a deep recession for the next two years. Mm. Um, these things are all predictions. So if you again, 
half full. You predict, predictions can be wrong. It's unlikely, though, that we're going to be uh, mm. uh, uh, we won't be in a recession, given the, 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 the learned thought. Yeah, is saying we are. Um, so I think um, he's also added in the, the, the windfall tax on the utility, uh, the electric and um, fuel uh, mm. oil producers. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I mean, that was expected. And I think the the key note on this is that. Um, when the mini budget, so-called, was done, it was quite a surprise to a lot of people, which I think that then threw the markets into turmoil. Yeah, they just went into what, kind of freefall, didn't they? Yeah. If you've been watching the news and the, the effectively the, the sort of like the leaks, if you want for want of a better work, a lot of these things have actually been coming out over the course of the last two weeks to, to almost preempt, to almost mm. test the water. So even though the the pound wobbled this morning when when the, the announcement started and the, the uh, bond interest rates moved a, a slightly I mean I haven't seen them right up to date but I think the impact was it was it's this signaling effect where you mm. can you and the people are getting ready for it this is what's coming and if something catastrophically was there was a, a, a adverse reaction to it would have been well we would not do that yeah so I think it was they were more um sensitive to mm. the market conditions because it really was the market that pushed them the, the mini budget over the edge wasn't it yeah and i think that's probably one of the big reasons that jeremy hunt actually has been made the new chancellor yeah, yeah. isn't it just a safe pair of hands someone who knows what he's doing and is more on the conservative of the side of the conservatives uh, if that makes well, sense i think or yeah what they say financially it's a phrase i saw in the news aware. yeah i think i think it, it's being politically savvy mm. And knowing that the what you put out could send shockwaves through the yeah. market, you, if you want to, I mean, we, no, there's no doubt we've got a massive uh, public uh, public debt to, to service now. Oh yeah. Um, but I think to address what they did, very quickly started reversing all of the the um, mini budget mm. actions. I know we kept the um, the national interest uh, national insurance. Uh, rise and that was reversed so that was I mean that will help the individuals again yeah uh, and uh, people in people in uh, their own personal circumstances mm. um, also I think the stamp duty that's been held over one of the things for individuals which will catch a lot of people is where the tax rates have been frozen um, out yes. to 2028 I think it was um, so that's going to catch more and that'll bring in more tax revenues for um, the treasury but obviously that's going to hurt a lot more people, so they're going to have less money in their pocket. Yeah. So I think it's not without um, its challenge, and we're going to probably see from looking at what the OBR are predicting is 4.9% unemployment, where we're, we're pretty low unemployment right now. I think it's about 1.9% mm. at the moment. Um, and, and it's where you can't get people to fill the jobs almost at the moment. Well, yeah. things will change, and that will be the impact of... Mm. Uh, businesses not being able to uh, grow will will be along that line. Yeah, and that's something that we've we've touched on in the podcast before. The kind of issues around recruitment at the moment. There are way more positions to be filled than people to actually mm. fill them. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, 
it's the getting the right kind of people to fill the jobs oh, that we need. And yeah. obviously you've had Brexit that's impacted that as Absolutely, well. So yeah, yeah, it's all these issues that kind oh, of yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. together, yeah. isn't it, it? It throws into other conversations we've had about leadership and retention as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the pressure on the individual means that the individual starts to look at the organization mm-hmm. more for them to support. And if they're, uh, you know, if, if, if the tax uh, freeze means that people are paying more into their tax, they might be looking to their organization for more support in different ways. If they can't mm-hmm. offer that, yeah. people take a shift to another job that might be able to pay them more so they don't feel so much of the crunch. So there is there is that issue there as well. And I think when we're looking at, I think it was was it yesterday or the day before it came out that inflation is now at a 45-year high of yeah. 11.1%. And I think in um, Jeremy Hunt's speech today, he said that the OBR are now predicting that by the end of the year, it will go down to 9.1, yeah. next year 7.4, and then we should start seeing it sh- fall sharply, yeah, yeah. quotes, um, from mid-2023. So I think that's something that's obviously probably putting a lot of people at a little bit more ease but obviously it doesn't really go that far because we're still having to deal with that extreme yeah. rise um in the cost of living at the moment mm. i know every time i go to the at the supermarket at the moment i feel like i look at the the tags and it's every single time something's gone up on my bill and it's just yeah, yeah. i mean it is it's very personal isn't it and, mm. and in terms of an individual um and then equally it's a very big challenge for businesses because yeah they obviously they recognise that this is affecting everybody, and it's what can they do? Um, got to be very careful. You can't just throwing pay rises around for because and you, yeah, you know, not that will to drive match that everything else. Ten percent is mm. if if every company was like, oh, let's go and give everyone yeah, yeah. A, a inflation level. Yeah, yeah. Pay rises just they would just put the companies under, really, wouldn't well, it? Well, it would, but it would also then drive your wage prices and flame inflation as well. So you need, it will just it will feed the beast. So yeah. you've got to be a real balance, you know. So I think you, you, there there are significant challenges ahead for the individual for businesses. I think um, there's relief that we we know of right now, and there's other areas of tax that he uh, the chancellor's brought brought in, but I think. Um, it's going to be a fine balance. And I think I, I think when we, the IMF were predicting that our inflation was probably going to be around 6% by the end of the year. I mean, that's probably closer than 9 because we're still mm-hmm. going up. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, this is actually, just as an aside, this is an economist's dream, what's going on here. Because even though I'm not a pure economist <laughs> in any way, shape or form, because of all the events that you're seeing, and you mentioned 45-year yeah. high, um, the, all these events are like, haven't happened either ever or like, mm. in terms of the, the way the yields moved, in terms of like, the currencies, in terms of the balance of payments. All these things are things that they teach in textbooks. And I met an mm. economist probably about a month and a half ago, just after the um, mini budget, and he was like so enthused about what he was telling. And you know, this is, I've never, I, you, you won't see some of these things again. Yeah. So it's, there is a, a real storm of events that mm. are, and I suppose you could draw f- solace from that, that these are extreme circumstances yeah. and it needs stability. Um, I think with putting out the, the, what they've done today, they've tried to, trying to provide a, a, a stable context for people, for businesses. Um, I guess the market will judge. We'll see that happens over yeah. the uh, next few hours, maybe days. But I think it's, it's definitely a, um, 
the unprecedented times is mm. probably the word. I feel like that's um, something that you keep hearing, like whether it's on the news or us here on the podcast, the uh, unpredictability yeah. and unprecedented times. Mm. But I feel like we've been living in unprecedented times yeah, yeah. for a, a good few years now, I think. Yeah. I think that's just going to be the new name of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> the unprecedented podcast. Well, we keep trying to get an upward angle on it, but no, it's just <laughs> it's another just, unprecedented event. I'm trying to. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least it's, you know, historical and it will, it'll be in the textbook. So yeah, when yeah. our grandkids mm. are, are at school doing their, whatever they're doing, yeah, I was there. I was there in the recession in 2008. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> just another generation the telling their kids, you don't know how good you've got <laughs> it, right? When I was your age, nothing worked. Yeah. Wow. Um, when I was a kid, interest rates were up at 15%. And oh, wow. they were, uh, people who were, had bought their houses were getting, hitting negative equity. So effectively, whatever they sold the house for was less than what their mortgage was. So when they paid their mortgage back, they had to pay more back. And we're not in that scenario. But the times have been difficult before. Yeah. I mean, that was back in the 80s. So I'm giving away my mm. age. But um, it's, <laughs> it is. There are these events that happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't... Well, I, I'd be surprised if we get to 15% on the interest rates, but equally what's happening now with obviously all the cost of borrowing and everything, it is, we've been, we've been very lucky with the low interest rates that we've had over the course of the last few mm. years. I mean, we haven't been lucky because of COVID, but in, in terms of monetary terms, we have been lucky and, and in some respect, it's a little bit un, unrealistic to have interest rates so, so low, low and yeah. the cost of money so low. Yeah. Well, so, when when you mentioned there and it was, did you say 11 or 15%? Yeah, yeah it was Yeah, and like now it's, you know, people are up in arms about it going up to 3%. Mm. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. that's minuscule really yeah, in comparison, yeah. isn't it? So, but I guess it's everyone's point of reference really because they is. have yeah, been yeah. so low for so long. People, people have kind of forgotten Are you budget for happened. it? You? So you budget for on yeah. the basis of what you can see and you think, okay, well... You probably need to budget maybe another few percent because yeah. it's there's, they won't probably unless something cataclysmic happens they're probably going to slice and dice as they go and just add it as they mm. need to until that inflation figure starts to come down because that's what the Bank of England's target is two percent yeah now uh, inflation so if we're at currently eleven point one mm. they've got a way to go to get there and they are creeping up the interest rate yeah I mean it was the largest interest rate change for quite a, a number of years mm. again more records you know like so it's um economics yeah <laughs> well you know, th thank you philip i think actually being able to put this into a context of the actual the last few years and especially what's happened in the, the mo most recently this year as well actually provides a lot more context for businesses to how we've got to this point but also maybe a bit more resilience there about how we can we can power through or you know how we can tackle this based on what we've learned previously as well so thank you i found that really insightful mm -hmm. it's not a perspective i came into the the budget thinking about but actually it is very very helpful yeah, definitely. I think it's been a very interesting conversation. I've just thought of that um, that famous quote of um, the only uh, things that are inevitable in life are death and taxes. And I mm. feel like at the moment, the only thing also inevitable in life is that you can't predict anything when it comes to the UK economy. Well, interestingly, I think this is what our third episode on a budget this year. Yeah. What I'd quite like to do is see if producer Lee will let us is we'll splice them all together and people can listen to 50 minutes of madness <laughs> <laughs> that summarises 2022. Um, it has been quite, quite the year, let's yeah. say. It's not over yet. We've got time. Don't you worry. Mm -hmm. um, You've got Christmas as well. So maybe yeah. that'll give the economy a bit of a stimulus. So, and we'll all have a happy time. 
That's Indeed. it. That That's nice was the silver lining we were hoping for 20 <laughs> minutes ago. We got it. Right then. Um, Philip, thank you so much for your time. This is really insightful yeah. talking to you. I do appreciate you spending time with us today. No problem. Thank you. If you want to hear anything more about what we do at MHR or any more of our podcasts, you can find us at mhrglobal.com. You can always also find us on social media. I've been Andy. And I've been Jenna. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.